do a Tough Mudder, and that'll be our oh my MTV The Challenge final. You just said you want to see if you can get down, Miles Zeit Gang. Yeah, if maybe. a thousand of y'all say Miles do <laughs> Tough Mudder, <laughs> he is he he held he's holding up a paper right now saying I will be contractually obligated to obligated. Do it. Yeah, if you if you do a <laughs> one of those uh, petitions, online petitions, yes. we'll see we'll see maybe something will happen. Um, yes. Well, let's introduce our guest today. Someone who. <laughs> I just love having on someone who always brings just the w- most wonderful energy. Um, mm-hmm. You might know her if you don't know her from this show. Well, shit, Vulture knows about her because they called her the 20 comedians you should know in 2020. Ooh. Okay, you still don't know who that is? Well, well, maybe you might know in the future because she's going to be in the upcoming animated series Q-Force Ooh. and Rutherford Falls. Okay, Ooh. Q-Force is on Netflix. Rutherford Falls on Peacock. She stays winning. Also, sure, she's a comedian. But she also got that breath work. You know what I mean? She will help you transcend to a new dimension by controlling your breathing. Okay. Can we meditate on that? Also, she is a division one college athlete phenom. UCLA volleyball. Okay. This motherfucker's digging it out like a minor. Okay. And I mean, M-I-N-E-R digging it out because she's all over the fucking court as a defensive specialist or libero. I don't know. You also know. She won the pasta eating contest in 1997 oh. at the Los oh. Angeles Feast of San Gennaro Italian Festival. Please oh. welcome oh. Blair Saki. Oh, what's up, Gang? <laughs> it's your boy Blair back for more action. Mm. Miles, oh my God. I oh. slipped out to sea by that fucking intro. Jesus Christ. Oh. I mean, now, let, me, let me reel you back in because yeah. we can't lose you. All that, all those accolades. We can't oh lose God. you on this planet. Um, Denise, also, that was like a gorgeous. Um, you, I really was captivated. Thank you, thank yeah. you. That was, said the, last. that was the goal. That was the goal. Jackie said last. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Blair? Oh, How are oh, you? It's heaven, heaven to be back with Blair, my I... fucking guys. <laughs> Blair, I noticed when Jackie was saying. Hey, we should try a Tough Mudder event. You started breaking your neck, shaking your head like, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Well, you know, I know this will shock you, Miles, but Mm -hmm. actually I was forced to do them as a family growing up. Oh, Um, yeah. Are you for real? No, that sounds awful. I'm Is dead your family serious. the most fit family on earth or something? No, my parents are both in their late 60s and have abs. It's hell. Um, Wow. Wait, your parents are the people in their 60s with abs? Yeah, no. I see people like that, like out and about, you know, wherever I'm at the, the beaches. You always see people who are like really fit and you're like, what the fuck are, what kind of program are they on? Yeah. They and do they have the nerve to, families. Yeah, yeah. And they have the nerve to ask me how I became a comedian relief. That's how <laughs> trying to my relief from your fucking abs. You know what, you know? Larry? Listen, I'm going to go ahead and take the side of the parent on this. You know, I know Will Smith said parents just don't understand, but I think, you know, your parents get it. And, uh, when me and Miles do this tough mutter, when the Zeit gang go ahead and sign a petition, uh, if we get 2,000 signatures, you're holding up a paper right now that says you're contractually <laughs> obligated to join us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, Blair. Yeah, you got to come, too. You got to come, so too. Many, you're a D1 athlete. Like, we need that. It was like while you? I was in college, and then I would, I'd be so pissed that I had to do it that I would just get fucking blasted the night before and then roll <laughs> up like wildly. I'd walk across the finish line. 
Oh, just, you fucker. Yeah, just so angry. Just disrespecting the event like that? Yeah, hell yeah. Meanwhile, there are like people in their mid-40s who are like, I, div- I got a divorce because I neglected my relationship <laughs> getting ready for this midlife crisis marathon. Yeah, Listen. my dad's like in the mud pit, like going under the barbed wire, like, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, so and when, was the last one, when was the last time you did one? I was like early 20s. And the shit was hard? Like, I mean, oh, yeah, whenever I see the things, I'm like, bro, I don't want to fucking do all no, that. No, I'm just like, I'm just like, why am I, cl- why am I climbing a rope as an adult? That's just what I remember, <laughs> like, going through my mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's, uh, before we get to know you even better, let's just give people a quick preview of what's happening this episode. We're going to check in with Ron DeSantis and the, just the general state of COVID, what the White House is trying to do to maybe get people to get more vaccinations. Uh, we'll talk about the eviction moratorium expiring and how some Dems just went on vacation despite mm, 11 million people being uh, at risk for eviction. Uh, we'll also talk about Rudy Giuliani. He is he got no friends. He's got mm. no friends and he's mm. got no money. And it's starting mm. to look really I don't know. It, things are constantly looking bad for him. But there's just an interesting soundbite that I want to play from him. Then we, I think we'll talk about A-Rod because. I think he's doing this trying to make your ex jealous or make your ex think that you've moved on spectacular thing. He's kind of fucking it up. Like it's, I think we could collectively between our three genius minds, give him some advice on how to do that properly. Uh, We'll talk about Simone Biles. She's back today competing uh, just to touch on that. And maybe we'll talk about some new Doritos flavors that I'm a little bit confused about. But first Blair, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are or what you're up to or what you're into? Okay, I know I am, um, you know, a classified stoner, but I like to keep it honest. So I did pull up my Google history and the first thing it said was <laughs> the opposite of truth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Damn. I get that. I, I feel that. I feel that. Because sometimes, you know, <laughs> what is truth? You know, is it fact? Is it opinion? Is it your truth? Is it real truth? And if you until you know that, you can't know what the opposite of it is. What? I feel you, Blair. Wait, how you. did you? What, just walk me through this. Like, what? Yes. What? What did you go through? And then you go, "Fuck, man, I need to Google this. the opposite of truth." I mean, you should you should see my fucking notes app um, because you know I usually after the sun goes down, if I'm not driving, I pop like a gummy. Usually, mostly. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of things pass through here. And so I don't have an explanation for that really sinister <laughs> Google search. You know, like, I don't know where I was. I don't know who yeah. I was when I typed that in. I you mean, know, but I was searching. I was fucking yeah. digging, you know. You were, you were seeking enlightenment. Yeah. I yeah. Think, honestly, you were just I mean, trying I, to see all the dimensions. Honestly, I'm, I'm interested what the answer was because... Uh, <laughs> Because I feel like it can't just be lies. I feel like you had you got something for us I mean, when here, you Google so. it, though, what's funny is when you, you just search the opposite of truth, the first thing that comes up is just truth, opposite, dishonesty, falsity. It's just like one of the, like when falsity. you search it. Yeah. Falsity. I remember being like, oh, fuck, it's falsity. That's what it, the opposite of truth is. And then what did and then did that open another door? Like, is this right. is this is this? Did you figure did you out go a, down new, a rabbit hole? I honestly, I don't remember. And it was just one of those things like, you know, a lot of times I'll type what I perceive in my mind as a genius premise for, Mm. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the bit that changes (laughs) my life. 
And then I go back and read it, and I'm like, what the fuck does elephant arms mean? You know, mm. like, it mm. never makes any sense most yeah. of the time. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be real with you, Blair. You know, like, opposite the truth. It's kind of so philosophical that it, it's not a high thought. You need to be on shrooms when you look up yeah. the opposite of the truth. <laughs> yeah, because then, you know, just, you start getting enlightened when yeah. you find out the opposite of the truth. Because when you're not on shrooms, if you just hear, what's the opposite of the truth? You'd be like, well, that's a lie. That's deception. That's what the no. opposite of truth is. What is not real? Falsehoods. That is the opposite of truth. But uh, to your point, Jaquees, if you then, but then you go, but what's really the opposite of truth? <laughs> then we're talking some real shit. That's the mind frame I was in. Right. You know, I like, was like, oh, there is no simple answer to this shit. I got to keep searching probably till the day mm. I die. And then Damn. if you if you do begin to understand what, for you personally, what the your philosophically the opposite of the truth is for you, what potential do you see that having having in terms of opening other doors? Well, Miles, I feel if I get closer to alignment, then mm -hmm. you know the whole universe just opens up its arms to me, and oh, I wow, walk alignment. through gracefully, and I transcend everything into the night. Wow, yeah. alignment. Okay, I've heard that. I've heard I that somewhere. For that, I call, I call that. I call that going super saiyan. Yeah, um. <laughs> we just call that going dumb in North Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> or in the Bay Area. What's up? Uh, okay, <laughs> Blair, what's something you think is overrated? Just before this podcast, I became violently ill thinking about how I once ran through a train of Philip Roth books for a man when I was 23. Mm. And, you know, just sickened like that's uh, just a wild thing like. You know, this man, his whole thing is like, uh, women are fucking devils. And I was like, yeah, God, this shit is sick. I love it. You know, mm -hmm. incredible <laughs> depth and perspective. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just had this reflective moment and I was like, thank God for aging. You know, you never see an old bitch reading um, Philip Roth. Mm. Okay. What was sort of this relationship like? Where you're like, all right, I guess I'm going to ingest some Philip Roth. Was it that you sincerely like this person and you wanted to be able to have some common ground? Or was this dude just a fucking weirdo and he was like, read this book or read No, no. Okay, so you know um Timothy Chalamet's character in Lady Bird? Where mm -hmm. you sometimes, when you're very young in your early 20s, you encounter a man that is like a try-hard intellectual. Like those yes, dudes right. that carry David Foster Wallace on the train. Mm -hmm. Like just so that it's visible, you know? Right. And so I was from Orange County and I was yet to meet a man who had read a book before. And so I accidentally oh, okay. became entranced. And then I was fucking next thing you know, I'm three Philip Roth books deep. And Damn. yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful to be alive and to have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do that. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Listen, I'm going to be real. I don't I don't read much. I don't read books. I, You know, I, I'm one of those people to be like, I'll read a script. You know what I'm saying? I'll read a stage mm -hmm. play. But, you know, we all do weird shit. And I'll do uh, like on the plane or something mm -hmm. when I'm listening to a dope ass playlist. And I'll just kind of like throw my phone to the edge of the <laughs> table. So when people walk past, they can probably see, you know, the song I'm listening to and be like, that nigga got some taste. That like, nigga got wow. some taste. That's that's my so like I don't carry the books, but yeah. I will have my I will have my Spotify playlist. They're like on that man's been so listening people... to Outstanding by the Gap Band, <laughs> the 12 inch mix on yes. a loop this whole yes. flight. <laughs> that boy got some taste. Girl, you lock me up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Ooh, so, so that's man. what I'll do. So I won't I won't I won't get anybody, you know, to to read any books for me, but I will probably get somebody to start listening to Erica Badu or some shit. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> We're like, ooh, next lifetime. Okay. I see him. You might be, right. you might have some regrets. I mean, I, I could listen to that and be like, he's been listening to Next Lifetime on loop this whole time. I'd be like, this mm-hmm. man's going through something. He going he's through going through something. something. Yeah, for me, I don't I don't read a lot of fiction. I I, I read a lot of nonfiction because that's just like I, that's the weird habit I get, got into with book reading was just to be like I know facts so I can be you annoying. You love facts, Miles, and love you know facts. a lot of facts. facts. One of love my favorite facts. things about you. <laughs> love facts, especially when they come off of a popsicle stick. But I digress. Um, Blair, what is something you think is underrated? Okay, one thing that I think is underrated is getting drunk on one point three white claws. Um, literally just one large sip of alcohol. I'm telling all my secrets, replying to everyone's Instagram stories, talking about how female surfers are really the bravest people on earth because they go into the water to their job once a month with a literal shark food dispensary coming out of their (laughs) vagina and they still make less money than men despite being infinitely braver and tougher. And anyways, 10 out of 10 recommend 1.3 white cloths. I tripped over my feet yesterday on the beach in Malibu after three sips. And then I um, ate a hot dog in a bikini over a trash can. There you oh. go. Now, Honestly, it sounds like you living. Yeah. Now when you say, I, I need clarification, Blair. Is it 1.3 one whole white claw and then 0.3 of another? Or mm-hmm. is 1.3, okay. So you yeah. gotta get the one whole white claw in. And yeah. then the additional three sips, and then you then you on another plane. Then you're feeling it. I have negative zero alcohol tolerance somehow <laughs> out of nowhere, like in my age. I don't know how it came about. Were you did you drink a lot in college? Oh yes. I was doing fucking gargoyles on kegs in the back of a just disgusting, nasty. Oh motherfucker. Nasty, you. nasty, nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And then so even then you said with that low tolerance, does that mean you just got smashed just very rapidly, very quickly? Or did you find a way to sort of last? Because I know college binge drinking is like a sport. You know what I mean? Oh no, you would have thought I was a fucking six eight tight end. Like I could drink so much in college, like and I could hold my shit too so easily. Oh, like, so the shit just flipped on you and now you're I would just immortal. do like yeah, beer chugging contests, like just sick, sick, disgusting. <laughs> nasty and now it's just one sip and i'm like on saturn yeah i mean you know honestly that that's happening with me too where i'm like i came to the realization last week that oh i'm in my mid-30s now i think uh i think we on a two drink maximum lifestyle right now (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> because yeah. your boy be hurting, and I don't love it. And then I also get a little faded, you know. What I'm saying mm-hmm. so, I need to stop. Yeah, I, the thing with me is I've just learned to respect my hangovers more, which has had an effect on how much I drink. Because it used to be like, fuck, I man, you just I think of, and I'm sure we all have these moments. Like you think back at how we used to drink, and I could get. I could drink a whole big jug of Carlo Rossi wine, okay, mm-hmm. like the sangria joint that you could buy at, at a Rite Aid, you know what I yeah, mean, and sick. fucking face that thing, or buy yeah. a, a Livingston wine at a Seven Eleven real quick, because you know that's the that's the one thing you can get at Seven Eleven that you can really put down and then feel good about. And then I would go sell cars the next day, like oh waking God, up at Miles. seven a.m. and then like interacting with people, like trying to get. And I and I think about that now, like I have nightmares, being like, "What what was my body doing?" And it's youth, mm-hmm. but 
now it's just like I'll if I get a little bit drunk, I'm like piercing headache the whole day, and like and that has made me just be like, nah, I don't even know if I need this shit anymore. Yeah. Also, for everybody out there, you know, next time you go buy yourself a car, before you start talking to anybody, just start scoping everybody out and look for the most hungover person. Yeah. That person will give you some deals because he want to stop talking to your ass. Yeah. They want to stop talking me. to you. And I was like, you know what, man? Whatever, man. You can right. have it. You can have the car. Are you interested, man? All right, here. Let me just get you my manager real quick. He's going to sit down, and then you guys talk financing. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, my head is on the hood of a Dodge Ram Cummins turbo diesel, and I'm like, huh? Huh? Nah, Scott, no, nah, I think he's asleep in his van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's taking his break in his van. This one guy used to work with Scott. He used to, he had his van, and he always took his breaks in his van. That boy was, was he was chiefing in that van. He was nah, he was he was like reading. He was, he was like reading, reading like he was reading Philip like Roth. he was like, reading Philip Roth. No, <laughs> yeah. he would read like online like fan brewed like Star Wars fan fiction. I remember because everybody's like, "Yo, he weird, he weird." And then I was just straight up I'm like, what, "What? Like, what's going on in the van? You got something cool in there? Like, we don't know about?" And he's like, "No, nah, I just like to read some stuff in there. It's just quiet and it's easier for me." And then the dudes don't have like apparently guys would make fun of him for reading like these like weird printed out manuscripts of of fan fiction. I was like, "Man, let Scott live." And then he would then he was like, "You guys know your Star Wars names?" <laughs> and he would There's say names? that to, he would say that to customers. Whereas the first three of your last name, the first two of your first name is your first part. Then the Nija. first three of your middle name and the first two of the city you were born in. I'm lost. I can't. Ki- I, I so don't like do you math. would be, you would be like Sockbull. Sockbull. Sock <laughs> yeah. And then where? What's your middle name, Blair? Alexandra. Okay. And then what city were you born in? Mission Viejo. Okay, so you'd be Sockbull Alemi. Wow. Alemi. Okay. You know that I mean? sounds hard. Yeah. I would be Nija, Nija, and what is it? The first three of your middle? Middle, and then the first two of the city you were born in. So, Amachi. There you N- go. Nija Amachi. Ooh, That's cool. Damn. I'm Grammy Naklo. <laughs> and right. you know what Scott's name was? Roscoe Pfeiffer. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Like, I didn't know. I didn't know we was gonna be Star revealing Wars our porn names. That's that's not our Star Wars names. That's our porn names. Man. Yeah, Damn. whatever it is. That, there's all construct. <laughs> and who knows? I just remember being like, his name is Roscoe Pfeiffer. That's not even sad. Like, it sounds like some dude who works here. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> shout out Scott. Um, How was that hot dog, Blair? That's what. That's the question I want to know. The hot oh. dog over the garbage can. Was it good? Dude, there is nothing better than a beach hot dog. It's like a. Yeah, it's transcendent. It mm-hmm. felt it was so good. It was incredible. It was Yeah. What'd you put on it? Um, you know, I go all everything. I Whatever don't hold back anything. No, my friend Amy Miller got it for me and oh, she said, like, What do you want on it? I said, mustard, relish, ketchup, everything, anything else I forget. And um yeah, she brought it to me and I I was peak happiness ever. Mm. Mm. Love me. Amy's the bringer of happiness. Yes. All right, well, let's take a quick break and, uh, you know, pay some bills right after this. And we're back. Again, we got we to gotta look at what's going on in the country. And what's going on in the country is the Delta variant of COVID. This has not stopped. 
Florida is currently home to about one fifth of all COVID cases in the country. And they have like less than, I think, 8% of the population. I think something closer to like seven or six. And if you look at what Governor Ron DeSantis is doing, it almost looks like he thinks he can end the pandemic by making the numbers go up so high that like, like he just breaks the charts or something like that. Doctors are also saying the worst cases they see are no longer people's people in their 70s and 80s. It's gotten a lot younger now. It's people from their 40s to their 60s and even younger than that. He's preventing businesses from requiring proof of vaccination and even preventing schools from having students wear masks. And it's a similar situation in a lot of red states where like local authorities, for whatever reason, think it's some kind of statement of pure freedom to embrace premature preventable death. But they continue down this path. And vaccinations have gone slightly up over the last month because I think some of the news is connecting with people that if you're not vaccinated, this Delta variant is highly transmissible and will probably, you could be infected much at a much higher rate than the previous variant or the ancestral strain. And the other thing is young people are really, really not fucking with getting vaccinations. Like the vaccination rates are really low. So the White House has had to now switch their tactics and they have basically recruited an army of influencers from TikTok to fucking whatever the kids are using, Instagram and the space book and all that um, to get kids to, you know, get more into vaccinations. We saw it with Olivia Rodrigo, basically less than half of people 18 to 39 are fully vaccinated. Then you compare that with over two thirds for people over 50. And then really... About 58% of people 12 to 17 have yet to receive a shot at all. Now, I get, I know that it gets a little bit more complicated when you're a minor because your parents are the ones who are probably going to dictate what happens. But they've truly just been like, we, we just need these influencers now. That's yeah. the one way I think we're get, we got to make it cool for kids. You know, I, um, I very rarely pine for <laughs> days of the past. You know what I'm saying? Very rarely. Uh, the past wasn't too good for... For blacker folks, you know, oh, okay. uh, so I, I look forward to the future more times than not. But there's one thing that I do miss about the past, and that's when we used to buy and sell states. Uh, <laughs> you know, it feels like we've passed that era in our in our in our young country, and uh, I'm interested in in getting back to that because uh, Mexico, y'all want Florida? <laughs> like, yeah. It literally makes me feel daunting. In a way that I, I don't see how this is going to change. When the vaccines came out, even last year, our whole mindset was, we'll wait for the vaccines. Things will get better, blah, blah, blah. And now, more than ever, I'm just like, I, like what the fuck what are we, we going to do? do? Ain't shit going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> like, ain't exactly. shit going to get better. Especially when you have it's, people who are on a mission to act like it's all good. But then like, we talked about this last week or maybe yesterday's episode, how the signals are all mixed. It, depending on what state you're in, you might have a governor who's a Republican who'd be like, hey, y'all need to get vaccinated. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. fucking around. Like, Arkansas can't handle it, please. But then you'll have places like Texas or Florida where they're like, it's all good. Like, we're not going to make anybody do anything. It's freedom. While yeah. also saying vaccinations save lives. And the, my biggest fear in all of it is like, we, because of the transmissibility of the Delta variant. And a lot of these epidemiologists are like, the way of a breakthrough, truly breakthrough version of COVID comes up, one that is resistant even to vaccines, is by having a large group of people being vaccinated in an environment where there's 
transmission rates are still very high. And then my, you know, sort of doomsday thinking ass is like, my God, like, I don't want to have to worry about my parents again. If there's like another version where they're like, that vaccine you got, it doesn't work because we let the, you know, part of the country just be a Petri dish accelerator for, you know, evolving this virus. Those are all the things I worry about. And yeah, like you're, you're hard pressed to think what happens. And I think, I think the first thing is that they're just hoping that mandating vaccines will help make things normal and be like, well, I can, there's a lot of shit I can't do unless I'm vaccinated. Maybe I will, but it's still, it's tough. All of these people grew up in the era, like a lot of these people that are, you know, propagating the anti-vax as a political stance for freedom. Like you guys were all taking the fucking polio vaccine. You were taking all the other vaccines. You were mm -hmm. very pro-vaccine until now, which is just a symptom of like political division versus actual a scientific necessity. Um, yeah. I mean... It's just like this weird thing about how um, people flip their stances on things because of political ideologies. Like, I know all these people that got vaxxed when they were younger with all the other shit, you know? Mm -hmm. They just decided now that they're not, you know? Yeah, and I think, yeah, because of how quickly the country has sort of, like, fractured into, like, these sort of ideologies without any real consideration for, like, even personal stakes. Because now you even... There was a yeah. prominent uh, Republican politician, I, believe, I forget which Southeast state it was, but started up very anti-vax, then got COVID and it like revealed that this guy was going through a months long COVID battle. And he's like, I can't like this thing is bad, y'all. This is bad. If you have a really bad case, it is going to feel like you're on death's doorstep. Yeah. And yeah. this is I implore you. And it's and it's funny because it's so much like how our country operates, which is fuck around and find out essentially. Like yeah. we always have to get to the find out phase. Some people don't want to fuck around because they will take the experimentation and the know-how of experts say, I don't need to find out about that and I'm not going to fuck around. But unfortunately there are a lot of people who are now like, I found out and it's terrible. I, I just don't understand too. Like I, I get, you know, I get on the base level what it's about. Uh, we are, it's, everything is politicized right now. Right. And you know, like I'm only 34, so I can't, I don't know what it was like, uh, and I fell asleep during most history classes, so I don't know what it was like politically when polio was around and they all were these other it. vaccines. They people it felt like people were getting but it. There so. were there were smaller anti-vaxxers, but like the it there was just wasn't the information wasn't able to move as quickly, so it was very and that's the problem. It was minimal. That's the problem. Unfortunately, like you brought up, the White House is is bringing in and. Is bringing in influencers and, and things like that to try and get, uh, you know, younger people vaccinated. And mm -hmm. I fear that, unfortunately, and this isn't a compliment, but unfortunately, we're too smart for that. Uh, mm -hmm. And, like, I don't mean that in a compliment. I mean that <laughs> in, like, I think I know what you're doing. I, yeah, that shit yeah, ain't going to yeah. work. I know what you're doing. Just because Kendall Jenner say, come get your vaccine, she's been saying that for months. It ain't going right, to change right, right. under for me now. You know, it's like, everybody I feel like knows everything gone. now. Yeah. Everybody knows everything now. So, like, we can see, we can see through the facades and we can, and, you know, look, if it reaches one person, that's better than reaching no people. So, I, I get that 100%. But yeah, I get it. You're cynical. I think a lot of people are. And I mean, you, I'm cynical. Yeah. Sorry. Well, well, I've been seeing a lot of those stories and I do think they're helpful, as sad as they are. And yeah. I'm not someone 
where it's like, I didn't get the vaccine and I wish I did. And it's like a picture of them on their deathbed before they died. You know, like mm -hmm. I keep seeing posts like that and um, or like Republican da, 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 didn't get vaccine. And it's almost a, and like people are like, oh, fuck those people. They're so yeah, selfish. Nah. And I'm like, <clears throat> no, it's still sad that it's someone sad, was yeah. under the impression that it was more important for them to like make some political stance in their own life mm -hmm. you know like it's still i'm not i i don't everyone's like celebrating those people it's like the sick people it's yeah it's yeah like at the end of the day it's infinitely tragic for someone to lose their life when their their death could have been prevented yeah and i think when you see people who are like ha ha like you know you you're now you're getting it bad because you were being you know a, a science denier or whatever we completely lose track of like the humanity of it all. And yeah. that's only exacerbating any kind of division. Cause if you can't even look at someone like that and say that this, this poor person just got duped so yeah. bad that they decided to act against their own self-interest and put themselves at risk and then yeah. are leaving a family behind because yeah. of, unfortunately that's just because that's what's on the TV around them or whatever their subculture that they're part of is sort of yeah. communicating this to them and that's like yeah i mean like and luckily, dying a painful death too right and yeah. like it's not it's a painful death alone luckily the the worst you know thing i got swept up in was thinking that g unit was gonna last forever and 50 cent <laughs> and, and lloyd banks and tony ayo were gonna be around forever like that Wait, man g unit g unit broke up yeah g, 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 g. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that was like kind of, you know, like we all have these little things that we yeah. get carried away with. Now, like the stakes are getting so high, like where people are now like, oh, now my ideology isn't like I like this band or whatever. It's like I'm going to completely just say that this group of people is not human. And that's sort of the momentum that I think we'd we'd hope to blunt on some level by, you know, like in general, we're just doing a terrible job of acknowledging like the humanity of people in this country. I yeah. don't think I don't think I could ever be the president. Uh, one because I've done too much shit in my life, so mm -hmm. I don't Same. think. I, although now you know Trump could be president, I can definitely yeah. be president. I mean, if the like, players doing gargoyles shit. on kegs, dude. Yeah, we can. We uh, here she Blair, is, Madam President. Like welcome. Be, actually, Blair, can I be your vice president? Uh, <laughs> I don't need to be the president. I would never want to be president. Are you kidding me? I'm sort of like I like to just like look in the back. I'm not yeah. trying to um, be the decision maker. Right. Because if I was if I was a decision maker, like this is I, I would be what I wouldn't want a president to be. Where I would be like, you know what? I'm the president. <laughs> we about to change some shit up. I oh, I can't mandate vaccines. Well, here's what I can do. Every right. five minutes on every piece of screen you have, TV, phone, tablet, I'm gonna show you a five minute death of somebody yeah. dying by COVID. <laughs> like, so you can see it like right. you can like see how they have it, it on like it. cigarettes in europe yes. where they're like this is a lung from smoking then you're yes. like oh shit jakees having only known you for 39 minutes i do believe <laughs> that you could become president like i think you're that captivating of a speaker oh, it's actually thanks. alarming sort of when you meet someone like that you're like this is how um entire nations get slept up <laughs> you know what i'm i'm coming for a nation near you everybody yeah um, <laughs> and, and, you know, alongside that, you know, again, like with this inability to just be like, we need to look at just in generally like the humanity of people, not to say yeah, like, man. oh, they're right for having the beliefs they had, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to celebrate the death of somebody because of 
they were they fell victim to misinformation and their own That's ignorance. That's what I've been saying. It's yeah. sad as hell. Like I, I hate that in general with our country, just in all aspects. It's like you it's just celebrating the it's like become just two sides and then just always celebrating. And it's like they are you. You, yeah. you that know, could have they, been you. That damn yeah. well could have been that you. You just were really born in a different place. Depending it's, on where you were raised. Yeah. Literally. It's, it's really hard to celebrate death when one thing has killed over 600,000 people mm -hmm. in a shorter amount of time it took for an Avengers movie to be made. Like, it's really hard to celebrate right. death yeah. of anyone. Like, I mean, it's hard to celebrate death in general, but, like, this is... <laughs> it's a, hard, and I've tried. Trust me. And I've tried. I've tried. Trust me, I've tried. The party it's hard on to and celebrate. Just can't... It's, hard to, it's hard to, like... <laughs> I, like, you're, we're numb to it right now, man. Yeah. We're numb to it. Exactly. And I just want people to stop dying. I don't care who it is. <laughs> I would love people to stop fucking dying well, from yeah, COVID. Because the other thing is, like, the trauma that reverberates from one person's death, that's something we're probably not going to be able to measure for some time. Yeah. Um, and also, and like— don't care if I'm a liberal? Shit. No, <laughs> definitely not. It, yeah. So the, I got to sit here and still listen to the story of how painful your death is, and I, it's not going to be like, well— <laughs> Yeah, you know, I voted for Bernie. I'm good. No, nah, Jeff's yeah. gonna still come kick my ass too if it decides to. It's scary, man. It's scary so, shit. Along those lines, right? COVID has done just a ton. We've we're, we don't even we haven't even improved our healthcare laws, despite to your point, six hundred thousand people dying. And on top of it, also seeing the financial or an economic fallout from the pandemic continue. Like right now, one in six renters in this country is behind on their rent payments. Um, and the CDC you know, had a moratorium on evictions, but the Supreme Court recently ruled that the agency was, you know, going out of bounds in terms of what they were able to do as an agency and could no longer do that unilaterally. So that mm -hmm. meant it was really up to Congress to sign into law some kind of moratorium on evictions. Clearly, they have the numbers based on majorities in the House. The Senate is a different story, and that's another reason why this country is, has a very hard time just focusing on the humanity of it all rather than, like, the financials of it all. But the moratorium expired on Sunday. They had a chance to vote Friday, but a lot of Dems were like, I got to go. I'm going on vacation. I'm out of here. Like, they, they refused to vote on it because some, um, some, like, moderate Democrats are just don't like the idea of, like, you know what they see this as just like a handout and so do many conservatives while others are a little more practical and they're like we we set aside like 45 billion like where the fuck is that money How, what the fuck what the fuck's going on you want us to do this again what is happening and because of this we've had a lot of progressive democrats like cory bush who was unhoused herself for some time they're sleeping on the steps of the capitol to really bring awareness to just how bad this situation can get and unfortunately the biggest thing is that, like, the distribution has been so slow. Only about $3 billion out of $45 billion has been distributed for this kind of rental aid. So we're also seeing a, a situation where there are landlords who are clearly working with their tenants being like, okay, let's, let's apply for this money because I know it's there and I'm not trying to e evict you. But, like, let's try and figure out how to get this government money that they set aside for situations like this. They're not able to get it. Then you also have landlords who want nothing. It would be Christmas for them to begin evicting people because, you know, it's there. it's been months since they've received any kind of rent payments. And all of this sort of goes along with the fact that th this is another just sick, sad part of our culture is that, like, we don't even look at housing as, like, a fundamental human right. 
you know, that, that you can, that on some level, you have to be able to go to sleep somewhere. That's just because we're not robots. We don't just power down in a garage or some shit. Like we have homes and that's how we regenerate our rest or whatever. And Corey Bush, she recently, which is, I think it's just, it's wild to think that this is sort of a bill of a first of its kind, but it's an unhoused bill of rights to help legislate against our housing crisis. This is, quote, the first ever federal legislation to declare the civil and human rights of unhoused individuals, particularly the right to sit, stand, sleep or eat in public without fear of harassment or criminalization. I see this a lot in L.A. where it's like, well, you can't be here. It's like, well, then where can these people go? Because if you're unhoused, your options are limited. And also, if you look at the housing markets in most cities, there's no such thing as affordable housing anymore. And we haven't built it because we're not looking at this as something that people need to be able to have access to. So as it stands, Congress is trying to figure out what they can do to at least delay this. Janet Yellen, uh, the Treasury of the uh, Treasury Secretary, is set to give an update today on how the funds can be given out quicker. But you know, it's still just sort of in this uh, bureaucratic sort of gridlock at the moment. The unhoused issue is something we can spend for a whole episode talking about could do a whole series but let's talk about the people who have struggled during what is the largest pandemic we've gone through and the most loss of life we've gone through since fucking the early 1900s right from from a single event and in general i i don't know i i don't know if i know anyone personally if I said to you, yeah, man, nobody should deserve to lose their home and sleep on the street. And mm-hmm. your response would be, yeah, but. Right. Like, I don't know anybody personally who would say that. In in normal terms. Now throw a pandemic on top of that and your response is still, yeah, but. Like, that is what Congress is. That's what some people of Congress are saying, right? Yeah, yeah, people shouldn't lose their house, but... But how long like, can... there's no but. How long there's... can they expect to get help here? Yeah, like, like as long need. as they fucking need. Like, what? what's the alternative? That's like having a life preserver that dissolves in water after 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the fuck is the point of that? They're yeah. like, well, you don't want to get too used to it. Yeah, you got to learn how to swim eventually. Like, what yeah. the fuck are we talking about? And it's And that's like sort of the lack of... I think acknowledgement of humanity that I just see and we see constantly, whether it relates to healthcare, uh, mental health care, housing. Um, it's just that this is all seen as like, well, I, I don't I don't know what else to say. We just can't keep spending money. It's like, well, you're actually a legislator and this is a problem in the country. So it's actually incumbent on you to figure out how to address this, because mm-hmm. the answer isn't, well, just let all these people sleep in the streets. Because then yeah. it's in the anyway. It's very frustrating, um, and it's it's just, again, we'd hope that there is an update. You know, some states are pretty quick with uh, getting these um, rental assistance checks out, while many others aren't. Some are being like, can we give it back? Because they want to, you know, brutalize people who are in need of help even more. Um, but, yeah, that such is the state of things at I feel like that shit is just so sad and so frustrating and it and it always feels like there's never any answers being had. It's like Right. It really is just sad. Right. And yeah. I think that's where there's a lot of landlords too who are like, I honestly can't just evict these people. Like 
there are some people who you know there are landlords who are looking at it with a humane eye and being like there absolutely I are yeah can't do that and I, and I think most smaller people who are you know landlords and you know that's there's the, the morality of that is you know debatable or whatever but the idea of um you know many of these smaller landlords i think have more of a connection to the people now yeah. when you have these massive companies that own like hundreds of properties where there's like mm-hmm. uh, my checks aren't coming in and then well the answer to that is to evict people the, these are the places where i worry the most um for what you know what comes long term um but at the moment it seems like people are trying to work on that um, it's really remarkable how our current times this pandemic has shown at least me and a lot of people how how close we are if not already, to be in what we consider a third world country mm-hmm. <laughs> already, you know, just by the sheer fact that the people we put in charge of us don't care about us. Yeah. Um, it, like, we're, we we just have an ego. That's it. Like, we have an ego that other places don't have. Yeah, we just keep spraying perfume on the stink. Yeah. And, and thinking like, oh, like, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's all good. We smell good, man. And now we, we, we still are pieces of shit. <laughs> And, like, I, I can't imagine other developed places just letting people lose their homes for an event that's out of their control, yeah. right? I can't, I can't imagine, like, if, if somebody, and, and it's so funny because it seems like sometimes the only things we understand is outright war. Right. Like, if somebody dropped a bomb on the United States right now and a bunch of people lost their homes, would we It was like, we got to get them their people? homes. Yeah, rebuild those help, homes. Yeah. Rebuild those homes, right? Well, what's how is this different? Oh, it's because <laughs> we make less money. You see, if we b- build affordable housing, the profit margins aren't as high, and that's a public good and not a profit making scheme. Therefore, it's off the table. Well, there's so much bureaucratic shit. Even when there are creative solutions, the way the system is set up, like none of that stuff can innovate or get through. You yeah, know? and yeah. then at the local level too. Like I have friends who work in local government and. People like, you know, when you're at a job and like things are always done a certain way, like let's say a report is always filled out a certain way at a company. Yeah. That sort of think rigid thinking also extends to these local bureaucracies, too, where people are like, well, we can't put money there for this and the thing, because then if we put that in our reporting, that'll that might trigger an audit for the budget for next year. And then it's like, uh, but but if we don't, then we're we're not helping people. And people are like, mm-hmm. well, I just don't want to go through an audit. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And you hear stuff like that all the time. So. Again, like the money's there, so we'll see what Janet Yellen says in terms of like getting this money out as quickly as possible because we don't need to have you know we're already facing a crisis on many levels simultaneously. So we shall see. Um, all right, let's pay some more bills, and we'll be right back. Bills. And we're back, and let's talk about some lighter fare, shall we? Please, I'm depressed, man. Yeah, me too. Cheer me up. Cheer me up. Alex Rodriguez, the man who Nike paid many, many dollars to to hide photos of him when he was using performance-enhancing drugs, he is out here just really trying to live his best life to let Jennifer Lopez know that even though she traded him in for a South Boston legend with a full <laughs> Phoenix back tat that he's doing well too. He posted this thing over the weekend. 
Okay, like, I don't know if you've been following this. We've kind of, I've kind of had my eye on it because it's just a fun sort of saga between J-Lo and A-Rod. Like, he went to San Tropez. He was, like, trying to be like, I'm doing my thing too. Ha, ha, ha. He's like, I'm posting with, I'm with my ex-wife also, and we're exercising. Isn't that cute? Like, really being transparent about the idea that he's like, I'm fine. And actually, I'm thriving, so don't worry about me. Even though she's with Ben Affleck. Then he posted this picture over the weekend. It's him wearing a very normal suit. And he says, stepping out with the big D energy. Determined, yeah. darling, and dapper AF. Oh, Yeah, come on, bro. You, you a, you're a former professional athlete in America. And in America, one of our big four is the NBA, where people know how to dress. You can't look at yourself and be like, yeah, I'm doing it, bro. Like, you yeah. look like you just stepped out of men's warehouse. And no shade to the men's warehouse. No, not at all. But you can't have big D energy, which is some normal ass shit on, bro. Oh, that's so embarrassing. If he was really, like, doing well, if he was really feeling great and doing well, he would be in fucking Bali with a gaggle of bitches not mm -hmm. on screen. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm saying. This is what you I'm DiCaprio in it. He you know, DiCaprio in it. Because and, and let the paparazzi take the fucking shot, dude. Don't post it yourself, honey. Exactly. You want to be like, you want to have that moment where they're like, oh, are you are you worried that uh, Jennifer Lopez might be upset at these pictures? And you'll be like, I don't know her. No, no. <laughs> I think the move is being like, when asked about your ex, it's like... <laughs> Oh, I am so happy for them. They look like they're doing so well. Oh, and then just, you know, right, sip, right, right. Sip mm -hmm. your Mai Tai so happy for them. So with, happy for like, them. your girl's butt next to your head. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Also, because, mm -hmm. again, I don't know what he thinks the D and big D energy is. Ugh, um, humiliating. But that's fine. And it's true, Jaquise. The suit is definitely, like, it looks like some wealthy kid who just got out of like avoiding any kind of accountability after like a fatal drunk driving accident. That's like yeah. the swagger he has. It's like, I got off a drunk driving charge. It's, yeah. And that's not big D energy. Just it looks a little bit weird. You know, listen, I will say this for, for A-Rod, man, because I, I don't know what it's like to you know, know. It's like to be one of the most wealthy athletes on earth. I don't know what it's like to be wealthy uh, or athlete or on earth, but I also don't know. I also don't know what it's like to know my ex is knee deep in Ben's Affleck. You know, like yeah. I don't know what that's like. I don't know how that feels, and I'm sure he feels some type of way. But bruh, you Alex Rodriguez, like you, you was a Yankee, you was rich. Like, come on, dude. Like, your team can at least help you out. You embarrassing yourself right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> you the embarrassing thing. yourself. Is to, to Blair's point, like, if you really, if you're really trying to broadcast that you're doing well, you, you kind of need well. to lean, you need to lean into being a villain in this instance. Like, you kind, because I think the whole thing is if you're being, if the whole thing is I'm being transparent about the, because like, I want my ex to see that I am okay and I hope she thinks about it, you actually need to be getting reactions. And these posts I don't think are not going to get reactions. A villain. I just think it's actually <laughs> yeah. living See? a good life. That's true. I'm oh. actually pursuing my own happiness, and just consequentially, you mm -hmm. happen to notice when I had right. no idea you were even looking. And, and you say you're something the like, hero in this story, <laughs> right? You're like, in in reality, I realized in a way I too wasn't living to my full potential, and I didn't know what happiness was because it certainly wasn't that. And I and 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 I have a lot of great memories of our time together, but that wasn't happiness. Look, I've gone the other way. 
where I, I, I full, have gone full emo, the other Donnie way. Darko? No, where like someone asks me about like my ex and like them and they're like, you know, new girlfriend. This a specific situation where it happened quite close. And I was, you know, I said a lot of inappropriate things that I now wish I could take back when like a really just being chill as hell is the move. Oh yeah. yeah and, oh my God. I love them. I wish them the best. I really do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Exactly. Sip that tea. Exactly. Sip yeah. that tea. I think that's what makes me breaks my heart because I'm like, he doesn't have to post anything. He doesn't no. have to wage this like war of optics with J Lo. It's like that's yeah. why I think part of me is like, look, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Otherwise, just take a seat. You know what also, I mean? there is no war of okay. optics with J Lo. That's a winless yeah. battle. Also, I know when a optics Hawaii. war when Ben Affleck has a full Phoenix back piece. <laughs> I put and the still, image in the in the docs so you can see it. It's wild. And still getting the poontang pie. Like he is still with a back piece. My man is still out there clapping cheeks. Yeah. Living his life. His- Women love when men look like shit. It's hell. <laughs> they love when they I swear to God. They have a tattoo that looks like one of those rayon button up shirts that they sell mm-hmm. at a mall kiosk that have a dragon on it. But that Women yeah. has love a back being tattoo. confused. Being like, why why do I want this guy so bad? He has this disgusting back tattoo. So what you're telling me, Blair, is and I appreciate this this sage advice, is I I need to I need to go ahead and bring it down a couple notches. Uh Mm. Is what you're telling me because yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I need to bring it down a couple. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I just think of like when I did it, it was like on Facebook, right? And like that was sort of like the earliest form yeah. of picture warfare you could engage <laughs> yeah. in with somebody who broke up with you. Is you go on Facebook and you be like, "Hey, you're my homegirl, but uh, do you mind like posing with me in this picture?" She doesn't yeah. know that you're my homegirl because I need <laughs> I need to look like a viable option to <laughs> to dating people. Can I tell you some petty shit that I'm not saying I did, but that okay. I know that you I heard know about. has happened? Okay. Is you know how Instagram uh, really, uh, really close, checking Blair that out? Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> you know how Instagram has the close friends, uh, yes. little thing, right? For your stories, yeah. So, so you know what I'm saying? If you want to make somebody jealous, but you don't want the world to see somebody is, uh, you know, you trying to make somebody jealous. You go ahead and alter your close friends list real quick and then post a few things on there that you only know a few oh. people gonna see. Oh, and you're sadistic. You <laughs> Whisper network. Whisper network. And then you get the little, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the whole world don't know, but just a little handful wow. of selected people that you select. That's a laser guided strike right there. Again. Whoa, you're a war general. Yeah, I, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just saying I've heard this. Of relationship I'm just saying I've heard this. Oh, you've heard that. You've heard that. That's incredible. Yeah, I've you know my this. stance in my my stance in my old age is it's more is <laughs> more mysterious and fucking shady, and you wonder what someone's doing if they just don't post at yeah, all, exactly. and then you you end up in a few friends' stories. Yeah. Just like somehow accidentally like looking like you're having the time of your life, but it's like mm-hmm. very sporadic and in between and everyone's like, whoa, what's that shady bitch up to? Right. You know, uh, I remember posting some shit like me looking out at the ocean being like, it's time for a new era. Type <laughs> shit. And then your dick was dry for about 18 oh months. Wasn't God, it? Oh my God. You know, I was 22, not knowing shit. I was like, I'm 
yeah, wait till they see this shit. I'm on my new shit, like barely any likes. I'm like, fuck, all right, maybe that was an L. If you have one breakup where you don't handle it badly, you hope you learn. Like I had one, I or when you don't handle it well, I had one where I said, so it was like sort of a public situation. It was embarrassing to me. And I did a set on stage that to this day, I cannot believe I said. I said <laughs> horrific shit that I'm so embarrassed by. And that'll really teach you. I mean, it was funny, but it was so fucking mean. It was yeah. so mean. And yeah. I and I'm not a mean person. And mm. now any breakup I have, I will just be what even if I'm fucking burning houses down in private, in public, I will just be like, oh, no, I wish I love them. I wish them the best. Right. Yeah. It's all about growth. We've moved on. Growth. And now we know yes. the wise ones, they keep it Close silent. Friends. Or you really <laughs> wage asymmetrical warfare in the case of Jaquise, start tweaking your inner circle <laughs> ring, start getting the buzz going, and then fuck with somebody. <laughs> well, Blair, thank you so much for guesting with us today. Uh, yes. Where can people find you and follow you? And what's a work of social media that you've been liking? Oh, okay. Um, well, the tweet that I like is from my friend Jason at network, N-E-T-W-3-R-K. Um, and uh -huh. it's it's a niche tweet that probably will not translate at all verbally right now. But okay. um, basically it was pictures of um, Christelle Stra uh, Staus and Jason Oppenheim from the oh, legendary series Selling Sunset. Yeah. Which many, if you've been following me for a while, know that I've wanted to fuck those twins. And, oh, really? Um, yes, a lot of people give me shit about this, but I am who I am. And so anyways... I wait like as a duo like what was hot together, I'm sorry I just want I'm okay just I'm just curious I'm just curious okay Separately, just, man let me in let me in I want to know your world why well, have one time my, when you can have <laughs> and the twins <laughs> anyways what happened was Chriselle went through a horrific breakup yeah. at the helm of um her ex uh husband Jason Hartley who cruelly notified her of her divorce via text message after he moved on with his soap opera co-star and so mm -hmm. she was heartbroken we followed her journey and then she you know she dated this one guy from dancing with the stars and then this past week there was a reveal that she's now dating her boss and so they've been posting all these really sick nasty pics of them in like Shay. bikinis and then jason <laughs> tweeted and this is also a crossover oh. with White Lotus, if you guys are watching White Lotus. Got you. So anyways, it's a picture of Chriselle Stiles on Jason Oppenheim's back in reference to last night. And the tweet says White Lotus season one, episode four. And it says, um, you know, it's in, in reference to the boss eating ass. <laughs> Everyone's been talking about that show. And now that we, I, know, I gotta watch it. that's a dimension, I'm like, huh? Because Anna was like, White, you should check out White Lotus. I'm like, I don't know. Mike okay. White's outstanding. It's so much tension in every every character you see. We'll talk about humanity. Every character you see, all of their, you know, flaws, blind spots, mm -hmm. lack of self-awareness in every single character is pretty interesting. I like it. Anyways, oh, it was an incredible crossover tweet that no one will understand. I think, hey, but I, I like that Venn diagram, Selling Sunset and White Lotus. I watched Selling Sunset, so I knew who you're talking about. You know, well, what's crazy is I was at the MTV um, Movie Awards like six weeks ago and I gave Chriselle a tampon in the bathroom and I had no idea what she was going to do. She was going to double cross me and take my man. Wow. Damn. See, it really it really do be your own like that. It's and sweet. I hosted the MTV Movie Awards after show and I wish I would have had that to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was high. 
uh, in a garage during that. But hey, equally gra equally as glamorous. Um, oh, anyways, um, the thing I would want to tell you, um, Zyking about is I'm headlining the Bell House in Brooklyn, September 16th. Hey. Oh. Yeah, and I really want to sell it out. I'm gonna have Conor O'Malley, Joe Para, um, oh, some fun people. So get tickets in my Instagram and Twitter bio at Blair Saki, B L A I R S O C C I, and um, yeah, I love you all. New York Zygang, you must go to that show. show up. If it not only so, Blair, uh, you're getting Joe Para and Connor O'Malley. That's a fucking that's a lineup. Also, shout out to Connor Connor O'Malley's Vine old Vine videos. I, <laughs> I, I love those. Okay, uh, Jaquez, thank you so much for guest hosting, man. Oh, thank you for holding always. it down in the guest seat or the guest host seat. Where mm -hmm. can people find you and follow you? And what is a tweet that you like? Oh, you know what I'm gonna say, Zykang. You can find me in these streets. <laughs> And at Jackie's Neil on everything. So here's the thing. A couple things before I let you know what the tweet is. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> last time I was on, I told you, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting on my social media thing. So and I'm finally, you know, doing all the posts and shit. So I'm trying to get the followers. Mm -hmm. We were good. We were going to get up to 10,000. Y'all got me to about eighty nine hundred. OK. Uh, and I was going to post. I was going to release some unaired podcasts that I recorded and decided not to release one with Jamie Loftus. I'm going to do it anyway. All right. I'm oh. going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to take my sweet ass time doing it now because okay. y'all didn't do y'all jobs. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to take my time. I'm doing it on my own time, but it's going to happen. So you'll get it. Uh, but, you know, the, the offer is still out there. If y'all do y'all thing, we'll get that out to you ASAP. And if not... 2022 here we come baby. there we go uh <laughs> but at jackie's nail on everything that's where you can find all the stuff i'm doing all right here's a tweet this is funny so y'all know the y'all know the tweets where it always is like so and so thinks i'm out here cheating on them but what i'm really doing is this right 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 uh so there is this it's a retweet so there's this tweet where it's like I know you be talking to other niggas. And then there is a picture that says me, and it's a picture of uh, 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 Marge Simpson. I don't know if y'all can see this. Just sleeping, <laughs> knocked out, uh, which is very funny. That's funny in itself. But then the retweet comes from Conley Fan Club. His retweet is simply, who took the photo then? <laughs> Genius, oh, that shit, that shit cracked me up, boy. That shit cracked me <laughs> up. Oh, and it's even funnier because people in the uh, in the tweet actually, like, trying to defend it, like, well, <laughs> women take their own photos. And people oh like, sleep? <laughs> sleep? Smart just say Simpson. you caught. Just say you caught. You caught. <laughs> really? I like just uh, really taking it outside of the bounds of the, well, I know. something called self-timers. If you have an Apple Watch, you can also trigger the shutter from your watch remotely, yeah. too. So you don't have to use yourself. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's the tweet. That's the tweet I'm loving. Conley, whatever your name was. Shout out for good, getting What's a good up? tweet out there. Uh, let's see. A tweet I like is from Sahana Srinivasan at Sahana underscore Srini, S-R-I-N-I, uh, tweeted, dating is so easy. You just ask someone out and they say no. Um, which I was that was like, funny. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Shout out to uh uh 22 year old Miles who was also then who would after that be like, hey, you want to go? And they're like, oh, actually, no, I'm I'm really not interested. Then I would post my picture by the sea. It's time for a new era. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they say you fall seven times, but you get up eight. You get yeah, up eight. I, I exactly. think I posted like taking back Sunday lyrics or something. Right, you know? right, right. 
<laughs> uh, you can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. Also, the other pod for 20 Day Fiance. Uh, if you like 90 Day Fiance, check us out. Go twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance. It's also a podcast, too. Uh, with Sophia Alexandra and also you can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram we have a Facebook fan page we got a website you know that's where we post our episodes and our footnotes footnotes thank you thank you thank you uh where you can you know catch all that plus the song we write out on but before we tell you that just want to let you know Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio so for more podcasts from iHeartRadio Visit the iHeartRadio app, okay? Or wherever you get your podcast. But subscribe to this and pass it along. The song we're going to write out on just won a little more trippiness. Uh, Krungbin is like a band that I really love. K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N with their sort of psych surf funk stylings. Um, and this track is called Time. And in parentheses, you and I. And it's just got great, great energy. Um, if you don't, if you're not listening to Krungbin, you really should. That's some, that's some grown people who take one edible and have a 1.3 white claws <laughs> and party responsibly type music. Um, and yeah, uh, check that out. And we'll, I think, yeah, we'll be, we, we will be back later to tell you what's trending. All right, later, bye. Ooh, Lindsey Graham got COVID. <laughs>